here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg. on SAFM. Homeschooling and online schooling providers are establishing themselves as critical parts of South Africa's education system. In the years during and since COVID-2019, they have both grown in ways that no one perhaps might have anticipated before. Developments of the last few years have made it clear that not all homeschooling and online schooling providers are the same, and it has also become more important than ever for parents, guardians, and learners to assess their chosen provider carefully. It seems like the noise about these schooling options has subsided and the sector seems to be at a point of consolidation where, rather than consistently pushing reputable providers, are taking a moment to step back and evaluate. What are they doing well? What could be done better? What do the learners need the most? Let's have, therefore, a conversation with the MD of Optimi Home, Mr. Louis Squinwinkel. Louise, I beg your pardon. Louise, Louise, not Mr. Miss. Ms. My script says Mr. It should actually be Ms. Louise Squinvinkel. Ma'am, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sungizo. Ma'am, homeschooling, times gone by, might not have been an option. Certainly not in my time. The world has changed, and this is becoming more especially an option. The world is more globalized now than ever before. Technology facilitates for hybrid facilitates for working for one jurisdiction while living in another jurisdiction and the fact that many professions now are as fluid as they are you can be in multiple employments whilst in one place that obviously challenges challenges the traditional setup of the home and by that i mean the routine that the parents would otherwise have in a traditional establishment or setup might be very different now. And homeschooling is not just a response to those obvious physical changes, but also in terms of tailoring one's education through parental guidance, what one is informed of, or what one has as aspirations for one's child, and the kinds of skills that perhaps traditional school models of attending schools physically might not offer. Hence, homeschooling, online schooling, and the like. Share with us, please, as to what then informs these sorts of trends. Thanks, Angizo. So I think you're completely right. It's, it used to be very much a niche market, and we saw COVID opening up this opportunity to a lot more families who weren't aware previously of the option or who thought it was something completely foreign. Um, and then all of a sudden, they realized it's actually something that's suitable for their family or even suitable for one child um, in the family. So I think the market has changed tremendously. Um, certainly technology has opened up a bunch of possibilities that we couldn't do a couple of years, 10, 20 years ago, um, which has made it much more accessible for more learners. So now we have our learners who may be remote, living far away from a school that's perhaps offering their language of choice or their religion of choice. They can now tailor their curriculum to suit their needs and they can still have access to the best possible teachers via um, online schooling, which would have been something if I mentioned this 10 years ago on radio, people would have said that's completely impossible, that doesn't make sense. 
children's social development is going to suffer. Um, and I think we've seen that now with more people working remotely as well. It doesn't mean that if you're working remotely or studying remotely that you're not developing socially and you can't interact with with people. That's a big statement to make. I mean, I'm not disputing what you're saying because I don't have the evidence that perhaps might back up the claim that I would think or believe even that socially there might be a compromise. Here's why I say that. Earlier today, I was at work in the office physically. We have the work from home model, even though particularly the department that I work in has a hybrid setup. In other words, twice a week in the office and three days off. And I find myself saying to my um, senior that although I'm not one who would volunteer to go to the office, but I understand fully the value of being in the office physically. Because of the skills transfer and the knowledge transfer that takes place outside me sitting in front of my computer working. By being in somebody's proximity, I can think out loud, that person can think out loud, and that's knowledge sharing, that's information transfer, and, and, and. Because that doesn't exist in the homeschooling model or in the online model, pretty much mimicking what happens in working from home. I have this belief that there are losses that come with that, including social losses. Why would you say the social loss, at least as has been previously touted, isn't actually a social loss or isn't a social loss to that extent? So, Gezo, I think it completely depends on the child. And I think this is where people are missing it. It's not going to be something that works for everyone. But if you take someone, for example, who's being bullied at school or who's very introverted, who's not interacting in class in any case, and for some learners, their learning style isn't suited to a classroom full of people. They, they, They lose confidence. They get bottled up, they won't ask questions. So they end up, it ends up being detrimental to their learning. Mm. Learn. If you take a learner like that out of that um, classroom situation and you put them in an online learning class, some of them really flourish in that setup where they have a lot of confidence, they'll ask questions, they'll interact with other learners online. Even further, some learners flourish in a one-on-one setup where they have a private tutor or it's their parent teaching them and that works for them. I think what people are missing is, especially we think as adults, we're applying our eight-hour workday, mm. we don't have much time for anything else, onto learners. Where if you take a school learner, if you're homeschooling, you could be done with your work within three to four hours because you don't have other breaks that's in your school day, in a traditional school, which gives these learners a lot of time to participate in extramural activities, which they do through clubs, um, through groups, etc., and yet they get a lot of social interaction. You also find that these homeschoolers and online schoolers tend to get together for certain subjects. So it's not always all hmm. done in isolation at home. Hmm. So they will that's have critical. a robotics group. No, that, yeah, that's they a will critical have a concession to make because. Or a maths group or whatever, but it all depends on the parents being driving this, especially when they're younger. Very well. No, thank you for clarifying those things because, I mean, obviously. Exposure does a lot for one, for better, for worse. And in this case, my not being so exposed to the homeschooling and online model, perhaps I would ask questions that are probably a betrayal of my lack of understanding. But just keeping with the theme of my previous question, what, irrespective of the benefits that otherwise do exist in this model, which is a response ready to the world as it continues to evolve, irrespective of that, I do imagine in the traditional context of schooling, attending physically. There are certain things that, by virtue of it not therefore being a physical setup, 
that is the homeschooling model or the online model, as the case may be. What are those things that can never um, be in, 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 in the latter setup? In other words, open, close quote, what are the losses or the irreplaceables, a better word? So again, Togedo, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge your question because we see learners who really flourish. They end up becoming doctors, lawyers, engineers. They they set off into the world and become really successful professionals, or artists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So your losses, the biggest loss that people are often worried about is the social construct, and then people are often worried about extramurals, um, team sports, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's also changed a lot. When I was at school, we did all our sport at school. Where nowadays schools actually encourage learners to play club sport. You can play club rugby, you can play club soccer, club hockey, club netball, club cricket. So nowadays it's not a case of if you're not in a traditional school, you can't participate and you can't be picked for the provincial team, etc., etc. So those. 20 years ago, that would have been a constraint if your local school didn't allow you to be part of their sports team. Other than that, from an academic perspective, there aren't actually a lot of constraints. If you, if you look at something like an online school, your classroom are being replicated. So you will have the contribution, the co- collaboration that you have in a traditional classroom, um, sometimes even more so because you can control it with the, the technology that's available to the teachers. Um, and from an academic perspective, because learners can um, progress faster if they grasp the concept and they can spend more time on the things that they don't grasp, it actually works to the benefit of some learners as well. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts on this? The Managing Director of Optimi Hope. Miss Louise Schoenwinkel is on the line advocating very strongly, of course, for the online and, and, and home-based schooling model. And I think there are a couple of things that I, I do sort of want to impress on, and I think it is important because the traditional model was the traditional model. It didn't necessarily speak to it being the best or the most optimal level. And, and this is the benefit of evolution. It, it invites us to think and challenge our traditional ways of thinking. And I would imagine, particularly from... There are those learners who are slow learners, as it were, and there are those learners who just pick up concepts pretty quickly and want to move on. But the slow learner and the quick learner, as it were, in the same classroom, they are irritations to the other. One is moving too quickly and is forcing the teacher to move on to the next theory or the equation quicker than otherwise I would. And the opposite is true. This one is too slow, slow me down. I'm now bored. And, and it helps, therefore, for that learner to pace oneself, depending on how quick, as it were, or how slow. That is valuable. And, and perhaps there is strength or a strong argument for why, then, this model works. The question is, because so much needs to be arranged in the home, and there are so many things that have to be in place before the homeschooling model to be effective or to work, so the online model to be effective and to work, is South Africa, generally the outlook of South African homes, that is. If we were to inquire, are South Africans' home meet of the conditions that allow this model to flourish? What would your response to that be? So I think and this is a very, it's a very important point that you're raising. What people do need to realize is this is still a form of private education. So if you're looking at, and we can distinguish between homeschooling and online schooling, if you're looking at online schooling, 
online schooling is an easy option for parents where both parents work because you do have online classes with qualified teachers throughout the day who cover the full curriculum. So that works well for parents who don't have time to go through the curriculum with the, the um, children. But that would be a household who could afford a laptop, a Wi-Fi, a stable connection, something during load shedding. Um, so that would not be for the average South African and definitely not for families who can't afford some type of form of private education. Homeschooling options are a lot more affordable, but they of course you need in the lower grades especially. You would need either the parent or a teacher to assist these learners with the concept. Later on, we find that learners in high school are often those who self-disciplined and who've done it for a while, they can teach themselves because they have to facilitate the guide, they have to learn a guide, and they go through the concept like a university student would go through their textbook. And there's a lot of online help for them as well. And most of the providers like us have an online learning platform with videos and practice sessions and all of that. But again, you would need some sort of device to, to assist you in that. So this is definitely something that would be for a family who, who can afford some form of private education. However, it's, um, it depends again on where you find yourself. We're talking here about, for, in terms of comparing it to certain private schools, it will be a lot cheaper, even to certain um, public schools, and then it might be more expensive than some of our public schools. Yeah, Ms. Schoenvickel, thank you so much for your contributions. I think you've certainly given me food for thought because I had been contemplating as to the value of changing perhaps what I traditionally know, precisely because of just how the world is and whether or not it might be a good time for one through my kids. Of course, I don't have kids. This is just me playing out scenarios in my head. You've certainly given me food for thought. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Ms. Louise Schoenvickel, MD of Optimi Home.